0: Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast where we talk all things that are most dear to the heart. I'm Bobby Houston, co-senior pastor of Hillsong Church and founder of The Colour Sisterhood. I'm passionate about seeing all people find Jesus as Saviour and gain a revelation of their value in Him and then rise up to make a stand for justice in the earth. This is a place that you'll hear from me, the Colour Sisterhood team, and some of our beloved friends. To find out more and stay up to date, please visit bobbyhouston.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter.
1: Hey girls, well it's that time of week again where it's Thursday morning and we get together around the friendship table together. My name is Kylie and I oversee our Hills Campus sisterhood the Hillsong Hills campus sisterhood so a special hello to all the Hills girls hello love you miss you at crew this morning i hope everyone had a really good week and if it's school holidays where you are or lockdown or both i hope you are surviving that's where i'm in. i'm in new south wales obviously and we're in school holidays and lockdown i don't know what's worse having teenagers occupied by school and trying to get them down to log on and listen to their Zooms or having absolutely nothing to do and wanting to catch up with their friends and they can't. I don't know. Put in the chat, what do you find worse, school? Yeah. And for those of you who aren't in lockdown, a massive, huge welcome. You are in the room together and I love that. So make sure you give someone a high five, an elbow, whatever it is you are allowed to do, do that right now. And if you're at home in your pyjamas, I envy you. I am often in my pyjamas or actually my workout gear, to tell you the truth. So before we start, I would like to thank Pastor Bobby for entrusting us, four girls, to host the table today. And um, just thank you, Bobby. We love you. And if I can encourage everybody to continue to pray for our senior pastors, Brian and Bobby, um, just let's remember them every single day. Um, The good news is... Drum roll! Bobby is back next week hosting our friendship table. How exciting. So we can't wait to have you back, Bobby. It's going to be great. And she's going to introduce the whole October fight month, which is really exciting. It goes through the whole of October. So make sure you help us get the word out and um, invite some friends along. Make sure you're following Sisterhood on social media because um, over the month of October, we've got a social media calendar that's going to be posted daily not a printed calendar to put on your wall, but a daily post so that we can be encouraged to remember others um, in this time, no matter where we are. But wherever you are, you are welcome, and I am so glad that you were able to join us today. So if you don't mind, before we get started, I am going to pray. Let's close our eyes and pray together. Father, I just thank you so much for this opportunity that we have to be able to come together wherever that is and whatever that looks like, but where we can come and be encouraged by, um, by us for today, Lord. And I just pray that, that wherever people are, no matter what they're going through, no matter what they're feeling, no matter how hard it was for them to even log on today, Lord, I thank you that you are with us. And Lord, over this next 45 minutes, Father, I just pray for your mercy and your grace to cover every single person that is hearing my voice right now. We love you and we thank you that you are already here and have already gone before us. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen, amen, amen. Well, as I said, my name's Kylie. I oversee the Sisterhood at Hills. I am the mother of four children aged 14, 16, 18 and 20. Right now their birthdays are all that two years apart. It's not always that easy to say. One of them's in university, three are at school. One will be sitting her HSC very soon. Um, even though that has been delayed, that is exciting. Um, we've also got Renee Yam. Her and her husband, Alan, are the North Shore Campus Pastors. However, Renee is a full-time counsellor. And a sexologist and the mother of three daughters. Now Renee I have to ask what is a sexologist?
2: Yes hello everybody I get that question all the time I guess a sexologist is someone who has done specialized study in sexual behavior human sexual behavior so I've done a master's in sexual health and yeah I get to counsel and educate people in this space and I love it. It's
1: awesome. And this week one of your daughters has got a plaster cast on her arm. What happened? So because we can't do much,
2: we've been doing lots of bike riding, riding to other suburbs, riding through hills, and just this one time she was going down a hill and went too fast, didn't know how to stop, fell off got a cast but praise God she went to get her cast on on Tuesday and they only told her she needed it on for 10 days instead of like four or five weeks so she is cheering.
1: And Um, I'm sure you're cheering as well. (laughs) Yes I am. (laughs) Our second person on the table today is Nancy Helmore. Hey Nancy. Hi, hi Kylie. Nancy works for City Care as our community worker and she's been there for the past seven years she also has an 18 month old little baby girl so cute yeah. also doing a master's in counselling and she's also volunteered as a tribal leader for us at our Hills youth tell us about your
3: tribal leading Nancy Nancy Yes. Well, I, I love it. It's so fun. Um I love working with young people. It keeps me on my toes. But um yeah, I just um I've always had a passion for helping people and I guess helping people in in, in our church. So yeah, I love it. It's great, it's awesome. Um, it's really exciting and yeah, it keeps me on my feet. I think <laughs> <if laughs> it's keeping like you on time. your feet right now. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes, definitely. One definitely.
1: One. We love that you're at Hills and that you um, are loving on our young people. It's so good to have you here joining us for the Friendship Table. And our last um, person that I'll be introducing is Alita. Her and her husband, James, are the campus pastor for the Gold Coast. And the Gold Coast girls are actually in the room. So a huge shout-out for them. Um, she's a mother of three sons. We'll have to get you and Renee together in a few years' time for the three sons and the three daughters. Um, but Alita, now how did you end up in Australia? Because you
4: You are not an Aussie. Sally, hello, everybody. Oh, look, I was born in Romania and uh, actually in Transylvania. I know what you're thinking, yeah, but I actually did go to Dracula's castle. It was amazing. Just Romania is a beautiful country and um, I I was born during communism, so I, you know, was... uh, Quite interesting to see that when um, the regime turned over, I was there and people were on the streets. They were shouting, so excited. So, just to be witnessing that, it was incredible. And um, I love Romania. I love my upbringing. I love my mum and dad, born in a Christian family. Um, my mum and dad used to smuggle Bibles in Romania and distribute them in churches. So, it was just, yeah, I've got a very strong heritage and I'm so blessed for it, Kylie. And we cannot wait to hear from you today, Alita, as well. So girls, over
1: the past few weeks, we have been unpacking the fruits of the Spirit. And that comes from Galatians 5, verse 22 to 23. So I'm just going to read that to you today as a reminder. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and last but not least, self-control. Against such, there is no law. So this week, we are unpacking the very last one, self-control. I'm really excited about unpacking this. Now, for those of you who do know me, you'll know that I am an exerciser. I'm an avid exerciser, but I want to put you all at rest right now. I am not going to be talking about exercise because self-control, sure, it's a part of exercise, but what actually is Self-control. So you can relax. I'm not going to be hammering you about how to run. Self-control, I looked it up, and there's a few little different versions but all quite the same. It's the ability to control oneself, in particular one's emotions and desires, especially in difficult situations, Another one I read was self-control is the quality that allows you to stop yourself from doing things you want to do but that might not be in your best interest. That's a good one. My third one was a little bit deeper but I am going to read it. Um, Self-control or the ability to manage one's impulses, emotions, and behaviours to achieve long-term goals. It's what separates humans from the rest of the animal kingdom. Self-control is primarily rooted in the prefrontal cortex, that's as deep as I'm getting, the planning, problem-solving and decision-making centre of the brain. It's significantly larger in in humans than in other mammals. The richness of nerve connections in the prefrontal cortex enables people to plan evaluate alternative actions and ideally avoid doing things they'll later regret rather than immediately responding to every impulse that it arises so I read those three definitions because I feel like it really encapsulates what self-control actually is so over the past few weeks every fruit has been explored has been related to our everyday life and just like the physical fruit orange tree, fruit tree, it needs time to grow, so does the fruit of the Spirit. It's not going to ripen overnight. But as our faith matures, all these characteristics of the spiritual fruits, they will grow as well. So as we talk, don't feel any sort of condemnation. Don't feel like, oh, I'm never going to be able to do that. I I failed again this morning or yesterday or last night or I will fail this afternoon. We are like fruit trees. We're growing. And bit by bit by bit, we're going to keep on growing. It takes a lot of self control to exercise um, the. To, it takes a lot of self control to exercise the fruits of the spirits that um, Galatians talked about. We all face temptation to sin, and people often lack the self restraint to stop when they should. Many find ourselves um, tempted to overeat, overdrink overspend or overindulge I mean I know that my daughters who are loving online shopping right now are absolutely being way too tempted to overspend on their online shopping yeah put in the chat if that's you that's not me I am not an online shopper I don't like online shopping so I'm actually going quite well with the finances these days apart from grocery shop I'm spending way too much on groceries because the kids are all home Self-control helps us resist temptation and avoid conforming to the things of this world. It guides our decisions and it helps us with how we show the other fruits in our lives. Okay, I'm going to read two Proverbs right now um, describing self-control and the value of having it. Proverbs 25 verse 28 says, "Um, Like a city whose walls are broken down is a man who lacks self-control. If we don't have self-control, we're allowing anything to rule our spirits. And Proverbs 14, verse 29 says, Whoever is patient has great understanding, but one who is quick-tempered displays folly. Our sinful nature leads us to give into our temper, but we are called to rise above this and show patience. For me, I'm going to bring this down to a really practical level and how that outworked in my life. And I know the other girls, they're all bringing other angles that I know are going to bless you today. But for me, when I got married, I realized that I had a temper. I didn't realize I had one before because as my family explains it now, they used to walk on eggshells around me so I didn't realize because I had other people padding around to any of my responses as as bad as that sounds. And I hate the fact that that was me, but that was a part of my testimony. And so when I get married, I didn't have my family buffering and making sure I was okay and not getting to that point where I'd lose my temper because Sam wasn't about to walk on eggshells around me. And I can't believe it, but it was obviously the best thing that he could have done. And so once I got married, I'd start, you know, he'd, he'd start annoying me over honestly nothing. We look back now and laugh and think, what did I used to get so angry about? And then I'd explode and, you know, World War III would, you know, erupt and then it would cool again and I'd feel bad. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then bit by bit it it would escalate again. And Sam started teaching me. Self control. Even though I would have said I had a lot of self control in my life, I did not have self control in my thinking. And Sam would take me back and he'd say, Kylie, where is this thought going to take you? Where is this thinking going to lead you? Kylie, pull it up now. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, what are you going on about? Then a couple of days later, I'd lose my temper over something. And so after a year or two or three, I started realizing, wow, he's right. It's not the the temper explosion that I can control. By then it's too late. It's all my patterns of thinking that was leading up to that temper outburst that I had to have self-control in. And I thought, oh, my gosh, he's right. So bit by bit by bit, I started controlling those thoughts. I think, yes, where is this thought going to take me? why am I having this thought? Why am I thinking like this? Why am I verbalizing this? Because it was just like a little building block, a thought, another thought, another thought, another comment until bang, it was too late for me to control. And so I've got to say, I do not have a temper now. I, my family will say it. My kids have never known me to have a temper. Um, don't get me wrong, I yell at them. But that's not out of a temper that's out of frustration um and so i just want to encourage you today girls it took me years honestly it took me years to be able to control those thoughts but it all came back to self-control and so i guess with all of us our biggest spiritual enemy can be ourselves especially when it comes to the fruit of the spirit but with god's help I know we can we can increasingly conquer the temptations and learn to embrace the fruit of self-control just like I did and if I can encourage you like I did pray Study the Bible, not just read the Bible, study the Bible. Have the right people around you, whether that's friends, pastor, connect group, whatever that looks like, and really draw closer to God. Then I know that bit by bit you too will be able to go on that journey of having self-control. It just take time. And so I'm going to finish with Proverbs 16, verse 32. It is better to be patient than powerful. It is better to win control over yourself than over whole cities amen so with that verse I am going to hand straight on to Renee
2: wow that's amazing Kylie I love your testimony and what you're sharing because it really resonates that self-control is a wrestle And it is an ongoing journey. We're probably never fully arrived, but um, there is things that we can work on to strengthen this part of our lives. And when you asked me to speak on self control, I was like, "Oh my gosh, my personality! It needs self control because let me tell you, I am Italian. Yeah, I was born here, but I'm fully Italian, and so I can tell you, I've got Italian fire. There is." Blood that boils in me with um, passion and with anger, sometimes righteous anger, sometimes not so righteous anger. And I'm married to um, Alan, who is Chinese, which means he is cool, calm and collected. And so he balances me out. But we have three girls who I often say look like him, but I tell you they have the Italian fire. They are loud and strong and they are bold. And so there's lots of drama in our house and lots of opportunities to be um, out of control or control ourselves. So pray for Alan. Um, But what I've noticed in our household is the remote control. The girls have discovered that the remote control gives them power, they can turn it on and turn it up loud, they can rewind their show so they don't have to pass it on to their sisters to watch their show, they can pause and go to the toilet and their sisters have to sit there and wait for them to come back so they can keep watching. I've even found them walking around the house, holding the remote control when the TV is not even on. So we have remote control issues in our house, put it in the chat, if you have remote control issues in the house, but you know, holding the remote control is kind of like our life. Uh, We wanna be in control all the time. We wanna say, do, speak however we want, when we want it, we wanna be in charge. But that actually is a spirit, a self-led life. It's a self-led life. But when we exercise self-control, we move from a self-led life to a spirit-led life. And I have the same scripture that you shared, Kylie, in Proverbs 25 about a city whose walls are broken down, broken through is like a person without self-control. And I love self-control because You know, it it protects what is valuable. What is valuable is your faith and your heart and your godly example and the call of God on your life. What is valuable is your healthy relationships and a healthy self. And so self-control keeps us healthy and strong relationally, spiritually, mentally, emotionally. But it is not a random fruit that just falls from the sky, although I wish that it was it is intentionally cultivated and actively pursued. And I wanted to get a little bit practical with you girls and give you a few points on how you can cultivate self-control in your life. I hope that's all right. But the first one is to identify the area that you want to work in, in your life. So for me, I've noticed that I, speak over my husband a lot I know it's so bad he's still talking and I'm like answering him back and he's like oh my gosh can you just let me speak is there anyone out there like that Um, but I need to develop self-control in our communication but maybe it's overthinking or maybe it's too much time on social media or it's late night binge eating how can we eat a whole packet of chips in five minutes I do it maybe it's understanding our emotions rather than letting them take over. Maybe it's negative thinking. I think all of us, we have our own unique tendencies and triggers that if we were left to our own devices wouldn't be helpful. So we've got to identify them. Then we've got to know our why. And that is asking yourself, why would working on this area be helpful in my marriage, in my friendships, in my parenting? Because I want to tell you girls, this is your motivation to keep going when you get stuck, when it's too hard or when you want to quit. This is your motivation. This is your why. And for me, speaking over my husband actually doesn't build our connection. And, you know, when I run to social media as soon as I wake up, It distracts me from actually spending time with God and seeking Him for the day. Or when I'm actually yelling over my kids, um, we can't actually hear each other. So it's not helpful. Know your why. And the next point that you can do is establish boundaries. See, if you wanna build intimacy and connection in your marriage or in your friendships, you need to be present. And so that means putting the phone away. And that means archiving the to-do list that runs in our mind of all the things that we have to do or putting off the meal planning for the week and actually looking each other in our eyes and being present. Because your relationships, they matter. It means maybe setting boundaries around friendship conversations. So if it gets negative or it goes down this gossip way, that you are aware, hey, this is actually not helping me. I need to set a boundary here. Or maybe it's setting boundaries in your social media or how long you're going to worry about something before you start speaking faith into your situation. The next thing I think we can do is we can build accountability. Accountability. And I think it's so easy for us to just try and figure things out on our own. I tell this all the time to people that we actually need each other to help us. And building accountability, maybe that's talking to your husband or your friend or your sister, someone you trust, it keeps you on the journey. They can ask you, how are you going? They can encourage you. And most importantly, they can remind you of your why when you are stuck. So involve people on your journey and then celebrate the wins when you actually nail it, when you actually, you know, handled a situation well, actually celebrate the wins by sharing it with people because it builds faith and it builds encouragement, not only in yourself, but in the other person that you're sharing it with. And the last and I think the most important is to invite the Holy Spirit. So instead of reacting to our default, to actually slow down and give yourself space to respond, to be in in alignment with the Holy Spirit. And you can ask yourself, how can I respond that will be beneficial in my life, that will be beneficial for our connection? How can my response reflect the fruits of the Holy Spirit? And so I just want to encourage you girls, It's so easy for us to hide or make excuses for our behaviours or thoughts. I do it all the time. I say, God, I'm just being real. And God's like, no, that's an excuse for you giving yourself permission to act a certain way. But I want to encourage us, don't hide it, but bring it to God because self-control is developed when we include the Holy Spirit. And self-control will build you a godly life, a godly testimony and a godly legacy. So I hope that that was encouraging for you today, loving girls.
3: Yes, I love, Renee, that you shed, you shed so much gold there and there's a lot of things that you said that really align with what um, I guess I'd, I'd love to bring in. And I feel like for me in, in my life, I feel like i um, self-control is the hardest to work out. You know, it's the hardest to work when it comes to all of the fruits of the spirits, but I feel like it also bears the most fruit in our lives and long lasting fruits that can last for generations. You know, it brings prosperity and it brings blessing. And, um, and I feel like even in this day and age, it's very countercultural. you know, you, you want things now when you order something at a restaurant, you want it now. Well, for me, I do. I'm a very, Impatient person, And I'm not trying to say that I'm good at self-control because I am still learning how to, how to, um, outwork that in my life. But, um, you know, at this point in time, like what Kylie was talking about earlier, I actually have become an avid online shopper. So, I'm the type of person that when I order something, I wait for the confirmation email and then I'm like refreshing the email every day to wait to see when they've posted it. And then I'm checking the emails again to say um, when Australia posts say that they have it. See, this is I'm I'm just I know the whole process now because I've done it so many times. Um, And then when they say, you know, it's on its way. And so you're just so excited or you're getting impatient. And then when it says it's coming today and I'm the type of person where I'm literally at my door every half an hour trying to check and see if it's there. Um, Even though I know full well that they will notify me that um, it will be there or that they've delivered it. But, um, but, you know, I believe, really, um, and we've already mentioned it, uh, but self-control is something that we need in our lives that we need to cultivate in our lives. And I love, Renee, that you talked about um, it's a spirit-led life. And that's one thing that I, um, for me, is what when I know that when I'm in tune and when I'm in sync with the Holy Spirit, then I can cultivate self-control. And it's not just um, um, what I've realised, I guess, in the past and, and over the last couple of, uh, not couple of years, my whole life, pretty much. But when I, when he doesn't just, when he inhabits my my soul, my spirit, and my heart, or when he actually resides in my heart, um, that's when I know that I. Um, it almost like it oozes out of you because it's such a you know that's what fruit is, and, and I'm reminded of this week when we were reading um, in our connect group. About John fifteen, about being attached to the vine and how we are the branches, and how he says, "remain in me and I remain in you." Um, that's when um, we can bear fruit. Um, and um, and for me, what it looks like in my life and how I guess I express um, express the Holy Spirit in our life and 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 express self control is firstly when I am. Ke- content in the wait and the in-between and the unknown seasons of our lives you know talking about um you know the Proverbs 31 woman where she laughs at the days to come you know um and I'm always trying to um I'm always trying to plan what I what I want to do or what I want to study or what I want to um achieve in my life but I realize that God um God is the one who who determines our steps, how it says in Romans 16, nine, he's the one who determines our steps and our paths. We can make so many plans, but ultimately his way is, is the way to go and, um, and being present in the now, you know, God speaks to us in every stage of our life and I'm always trying to figure out how to get ahead, but I'm missing the now moments. I'm missing the the present moments, um, or I'm missing, um, I guess what God is trying to uh, work in my life in that time. And, um, Yeah, and I guess the second is when I understand that God is interested in playing the long game in our lives. I'm such a person where I, um, sometimes I can make, you know, what you were talking about earlier before, Kylie, about compulsive decisions in our lives, you know, Um, and how – you know the, the compulsive decisions in our lives only bring short-term gratification. But when we ulti- when we cultivate the fruit of the spirit, when we alt- cultivate self-control, it brings long-lasting fruit. It brings long-term gratification and blessing in our lives. And that um, we always, and I always kind of think of it this way: is that God has a bird's-eye view of our lives, and that's how He determines our steps. But we only look what's in front of us or what is ahead of us, and we make determine our steps from what we see, but when we understand that God has a bird's eye view of our lives and that we don't have to, um, you know, we don't have to make compulsive decisions, but God determines our steps. God is the one who controls, um, where we go. And it's, it's being in tune with the spirit and trusting in the spirit, but also being obedient to the spirit, um, as well. Um, and the third is when we remember the convictions, I know you shared, Renee, how you it protects what is valuable to us, you know, and how our convictions, that's where I, when we remember our convictions that God has spoken over our lives and how we, not just, um, we don't just remember them, but we protect them. I, sometimes I kind of trick myself and sometimes we can trick ourselves into thinking that our emotions and our feelings and our compulsive, I guess, decisions are our convictions. But it's really not. We're really masking how we, you know, all those things. But God is wanting us to to protect, to protect our convictions, and to fight for them. Um, and because I really, truly believe that we all have such a unique um, and uh, calling upon our lives um, that God wants us to protect them and not make choices and decisions based off our temporal feelings. But self control helps us make decisions in it from an eternal perspective and from a um you know from from a perspective of you know you know the long-term game I guess um but yeah that's kind of what I wanted to share I love
1: Um, that Nancy that was so good thank you look Nancy um lives a big life and Nancy I love that you're able to Nancy's in her 20s we've got people from um, Nancy's in her 20s and we've got 30s, 40s, and me, 50s, so I'm representing us older, mature women. But it's always good, Nancy, because you're coming in from somebody who's chosen to live a good, big life, and as you said, self-control is one of the ones that you find the hardest but does leave us with the biggest fruit. So thank you for sharing that today. And so, Alida, we're going to hear from your wisdom on self-control and being um, the second oldest on here, I'm sure, you know, your wisdom level is right up there for us.
4: I don't know about that. I think we really do need the Holy Spirit, don't we, Kylie? But that was beautiful, girls. Kylie it was so practical about thinking patterns, and Nancy, you were just beautiful. I love the thoughts that you bring on the whole long, long-term goal. I just love that, and Renee. I can totally relate to your Italian fire because I have a fire of my own and that is the Romanian fire, girls. James, my hubby often, um, you know, jokes that communist Romania comes out of me at times. Um, He's even called me Nicolae Ceaușescu who was a Romanian dictator for 40 years. Can you believe it? That's not nice, James, but apparently there's a bit of dictatorship going on in my home. All right, on a more serious note, girls, when um, I think of self-control, you know, to be able to control your emotions and desires is really hard and requires, as you girls said, so much strength. And um, it's interesting that in the Passion Translations in Galatians 5, it it says that it describes self-control as strength of spirit. And I really like that description because we're all aware that the enemy will try and look and fight us from every angle possible, distraction, intimidation, whatever it takes to deter us from our Christian walk and, and, and staying in purpose. And um, I thought, you know, what a beautiful reminder this morning for us girls that the Holy Spirit comes alongside us We don't always have to rely on our own strength to do the things that we want to do, but we can rely on the Holy Spirit to help us. How beautiful and assuring that feels. And um, the thought, I guess, that I would love to land on this morning is that the Holy Spirit is the only one that truly helps us to live by design and not by default. And what I really mean by that is to live with intentionality and focus rather than living by default and just letting things happen and, and, and settling for less, less than what you called and you purposed for. Um, you know, lack of self control, you know, might look like, you know, giving end in to instant gratification rather than looking at the long game, as Nancy said. Uh, but living by design is living on purpose, speaking to the plan. And we know that Jesus planned a pathway for us. And just staying and sticking to that and um, so that we can achieve the purpose and the calling that he has for us. And I love this verse in Proverbs 4, 25, and it says, Set your gaze on the path before you with fixed purpose, looking straight ahead, ignore life's distractions. Watch where you're going. Stick to the path of truth and the road will take it will be safe and smooth before you. Don't allow yourself to be sidetracked for even a moment or take a detour that leads to darkness. Now one of my all-time favorite heroes is actually my granddad. I called him Toto. He was a beautiful man. Just he was one of those people who just relied so heavily on the Holy Spirit and had such strength of uh, of spirit, if you call it self-control, even in the most toughest of situations. Um, he was actually quite well known because he helped pioneer a lot of underground churches in the northern part of Romania. And this happened all in the communist regime and those times the government was ruthless in stopping the spread of the gospel and made it super dangerous for Christians who would attempt to even speak about the Bible. Um, And he tells this story that um, one time he got detained for a week and interrogated by the local government um, as to where he's been and who he's been speaking to. And um, at the end, um, he was asked to sign a document where he would no longer be able to travel and speak the gospel privately or publicly um, to anybody. Now, as you can imagine, appreciate um, it would have been so easy for my grandpa after a whole week of verbal abuse, torment, tactics, fear tactics, to just you know, let his emotions of fear control him. But instead, through the genius and the grace of the Holy Spirit, he was able to control his fear, to control his emotions in that moment. And he calmly said, you give me a piece of paper stating that I cannot preach the gospel. But right here, and he had the Bible, pulled out the Bible, and he said, it it tells me to, uh, you know, Go into the world and preach the gospel. Jesus tells me to do that. So who should I listen to you? You or God? Who do I listen to? And um, sorry, no, I cannot sign that document. You know, threat after threat didn't stop him. Um, A few months later, he actually got grabbed by a few of the militia men while he was walking home. And uh, one man in particular was really harsh. That instigated the whole attack, punched him to the face, knocked him to the ground then all these other men started kicking him severely beating him and um, I tell you what I don't know what I would have done in that moment his one of his ribs were broken he was left in a bad state just lying there the crazy thing actually about this story is that 20 years later thought I heard a knock on the door and um, it actually turned out to be the son of the militia guy who instigated the attack all those years ago, 20 years ago. Now, and he wanted to see Dad for some reason. He requested to see him. Now, if that was me, I would have told him to get lost. Um, you know, like I could only imagine that in that moment, you know, all those... Um, Things of the past, what's happened in the past bubbled up and the resentment and fear set in again, but he decided to go. So he went and saw this, this guy and he saw actually a man that was very, very sick in his bed and uh, as he approached him, the man said to him, you know, in 20 years I have not been able to find peace and I cannot die without saying sorry. Would you please forgive me? Um, for how I've treated you to which my grandpa said and again it was by the power of the Holy Spirit working in him they said I have forgiven you a long time ago my friend actually I have forgiven you in that very moment 20 years ago and the curbside how how else would I get myself to say the Lord's Prayer every day wow girls You know, in in that beautiful moment, he actually um, was able to lead the man to Jesus. How beautiful is that? You know, the man saw the fruit of the Holy Spirit that was on my granddad's life, how he carried himself, how he responded, even in, in, in adverse situations where he could have lashed out. No, he didn't. He responded in such a way that this man you know, was attracted to that, say, yes, I will say yes to Jesus if I can be like you. Here's a man, my dad, my granddad, who never lost sight of what's important and did not let, you know, circumstances, feelings, things rule him, but he allowed the Holy Spirit to continually transform him, renew his mind so that um, You know, he can exhibit and stay on purpose and stay on track. And what amazing to know that God's got the bigger picture. He's got the bigger picture. He's our grand designer. We are meant to live by design and not by default. Why I really wanted to share this story is that, um, you know, it's it's easy and not this you know the lockdowns and everything else to get disillusioned get discouraged and let circumstances rule us but I just want to encourage you girls let's live above that let's live according to God's standard because he has the best design for our lives and let's trust him and continue to pray and allow the Holy Spirit to work in our lives yes amen all right well in these remaining moments um Before I throw it back to Kylie, I just wanted to point us back to Jesus. Really, um, as much as we think that to know that we're perfect, none of us are girls, none of us are perfect. We're all bound to make mistakes. And no matter how hard we exercise those muscles of self-control, it's only going to get us thus far. But the Bible says that um, in Romans 3.23, that everyone has fallen short of the glory of God. It includes you and me and everybody, but God in his grace freely gave us right, put us right in his sight and how through Jesus, through Jesus Christ is the only way, the truth and the life. And I don't know about you, maybe maybe you're new, um, you jumped online or, or maybe this is your first time in the room. I would love you to consider Jesus right now. Consider him. And open up your heart and let him really show you who he is and how he can bring his strength into your life. You only say it and believe it with your heart that Jesus Christ died for you. You shall be saved. Amen. Amen.
1: That's so good. Thank you, Alita. Look, I loved that story um, about your grandfather. I loved that he displayed really all the fruits of the spirit, and I think that was a great story to finish up not only today but the whole um, season that we've been doing on the fruits of the spirit. Because for him to have that strength um, is just so so encouraging for us. Where he's displayed self control, but but all the fruits of the spirit working together. And girls, if you made a decision, if you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, and and what a leader just um, talked about with inviting Jesus into your heart. We can't do this on our own. We try we fail, we try again, we might make some steps forward, but ultimately doing it on our own leaves us empty, it leaves us lonely and and taking Jesus's hand and walking this life with him, there is no greater gift than saying yes to him and if that was you, I encourage you to tell someone. If you're in a room with other people, please go and tell either the person beside you or a pastor and if you're on this chat, I would love you to write down now that I made that decision and we will do our best to get a Bible to you. And to contact you. Um, and if you're not anywhere where you're able to go to one of um, our locations, there are other churches. Can I encourage you, once um, lockdown's over, that you reach out and join a community of faith-filled people that will help you on the journey? I know I couldn't do this on my own. And I know Alita and Renee and Nancy, they couldn't either. We are a community of girls that come together and we rub off. Of each other and we sharpen each other and so I want to say thank you to the three girls who also came and joined today. I really hope you enjoyed um, just what we shared on self-control and if I can encourage you, I'm really practical, I'm a practical person, if I can just encourage you right now before you leave your seat, before you get up and, and go on with the day that's ahead to write down What is an area in your life that you know you need more self-control? There's no shame in it. I shared, gosh, my temper. (laughs) It was bad. There is no shame in it because we together can walk out, you know, with Jesus and, as I said before, get into a good connect group, read the Word, study the Word, pray, but have good people around you. And together we we can do this. Walk it out. Tell somebody what you're going to work on this week with self-control. So, girls, that's it for today. If I can encourage you to join us again next week where we will be hearing from the well-loved Pastor Bobby. I'm personally excited. Invite somebody along with you. Let's um, get the word out. It's exciting. So right at the end I am going to ask Nancy, I'm going to ask for you to pray us out. Could you do that now?
3: Thank you. Of course, I'd love to. Um, Lord, we thank you so much for uh, what we were able to share this morning, and we just pray, Lord God, that as we step out into our days, that we are in tune and that we are in sync with your spirit, Lord God, and that we will live spirit-led lives, Lord God, and that we will cultivate all the fruits of the spirit, but today we will cultivate self-control, Jesus, and we thank you that you you are before us and, and that you will go ahead of us, Lord God and that we will just have a great and amazing day today, Lord God. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen,
1: everybody. We love you. Thank you for joining us. Have a fantastic day. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope you have found it encouraging and uplifting and helpful. Don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes to make sure you get all of the latest episodes as soon as they're released. And if you have time, I'd love to hear from you. Write to me in the review or comments section. I look forward to being with you again next time.